Welcome to Ready to Exhale, where we center Black women, their lived experiences, expertise, and rich stories. In each episode, we will gain a deeper understanding of what it takes to hold space for our own well-being. This is a brave space where you will be inspired to express your joy and live in the fullness of who you are. It's also a place where we are no longer waiting to exhale. So now, get ready to exhale and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ready to Exhale, the podcast. My name is Bria, and I am the media and marketing director for Exhale, the app. Make sure you download it if you haven't already. And I am here today talking with our CEO and founder, Katara, who also happens to be my mother. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. You're welcome for me birthing you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Good to be here. This is episode one, and I'm so excited to launch the podcast. We have the app. This is an extension of that. And um, yeah, glitter, confetti, confetti's happening because we're excited. Balloons. Balloons. Episode one. And Bria is interviewing me um, for this episode. So we're going to dive right in. Yeah. So um, just to kick it off, um, we know how Exhale started. Um, make sure that you listen to the about um, episode if you haven't already. Katara kind of goes into... Um, depth about the birth of Exhale. We know it came out of a lot of the chaos happening in 2020. Um, You were looking for like reaching for some um, apps or something Mm -hmm. to keep you grounded and Mm -hmm. you couldn't really find anything. Um, And not only that, but there are apps out there. They just don't seem to be aware of the black experience. So That's where the idea was birthed from. Um, But I'm curious what your personal journey with health and wellness is. Like, is there a time that you can pinpoint, um, you know, having the awareness like, oh, this is wellness. This is health. This is me taking care of myself. Yeah. I mean, I think when I read the questions earlier today, the first thing that came up for me was like being in the yard, working in the garden with my grandmother and my mother, my sister. And we were always, we never ate, we ate out rarely. We always had home cooked meals and just Mm -hmm. outside working, playing. And my mom and grandmother didn't go to the gym, but they were always moving their bodies. So I think about that. And what's coming up in this moment is when I was kind of when I became aware of like my body and taking care of it is when I was pregnant with you. Oh, really? At 19, I got pregnant, Hmm. as you know, with you. And that's when it like shifted for me of like, oh, oh, like, what am I putting in my body? Because it's not just about me anymore, right? Like this is have a human being growing in my body. And so let me make sure that I'm nourishing myself and taking care of my body, going on walk, removing myself from kind of like toxic spaces and places and just like 
taking better care of myself. So I think about those two kind of things. I didn't really, when I think about health and wellness now, that includes my mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And that didn't come until later, until after I had you. And I started kind of pivoting into, hold on, like, I have to like, figure some emotional stuff out. And so that came later. But when I think about health and wellness, those are the images that come up being um, with my hands in the dirt with my granny. And then also, you know, eating homemade vegetable soup, because I felt like it was better than a cheeseburger from McDonald's when I was pregnant with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. What are some like, tried and true disciplines that you have that you would describe as like, okay, this is like my health and wellness thing. This is what I'm doing. This gets me through. This nourishes me. Like, what are those things for you? Yeah, for me now it's meditating, doing um, breath work technique, working out, moving my body, working out in the sense of like, yes, I go to the gym. And when I can't get to the gym, I get outside and I just walk even here in Indiana when it's like 20 degrees, I just bundle up and get outside. I think it's really important to breathe fresh air, see the trees, even though there's not leaves on them and there's not flowers sprouting from the ground and the grass is, it's giving stick, it's giving (laughs) dead, but it's not dead. It's not. And so I think um, moving my body, meditating, doing my breath work techniques and being in community, being in community specifically with black women has been nourishing. That's how I grew up. So um, I grew up in a house full of women, my mother and my grandmother, as you know, your grandma, your great grandma, and your auntie, my sister. Um, It was just us. Mm -hmm. And so I've had opportunities to be in some programs and different fellowships where I've been in community with black women. And I've realized in the last couple years, like, that's, that's wellness for me too. Like that's nourishing for me too. So how can I do more of that? And that it feels like a sense of, um, kind of like coming home, like back on Jefferson street growing up. And so that, um, is a practice that I'm realizing in recent years that I need is to be in community specifically with black women. It's a wellness practice that I'm like, Oh, adding that to the list. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that that's super important just because we don't see a lot of us represented Mm -hmm. in like the wellness industry. I mean, there's more and more black women making a way for themselves and becoming like, you know, what we would call an influencer in the space. Mm -hmm. But that's taken a while. And I think that it's really healthy for us to get together and see each other like for me right now I'm doing um, my friend Dan Danielle Richardson Mm -hmm. she's an eye doctor but she started this it's called fierce clarity and we're doing hard 75 right now which is like a pretty strict you know health thing where Mm -hmm. you work out twice a day and you drink a gallon of water and you know it's cool to see her kind of have this platform and um, it's so important for me and my friends to be able to have somebody like her who's a little bit older Mm -hmm. um representing in that way like Mm -hmm. you know she's 30 
35, I think 34, something around there. And, you know, she's doing it. She's taking care of her body. And to just have that representation for us is really important. Yeah. Um, To see it in our community is, I think, really valuable. Yeah, I think that's so key because the wellness industry is a predominantly white industry. So whiteness is being centered. It's Mm -hmm. coming from a colonized perspective. So when we go to the media for, to define wellness for us, it's through the white gaze, it's a white lens. And so we have to, like you mentioned her making a way for herself. It's like, we have to kind of create our own spaces and places that redefines what health, wellness, mental health, emotional health, physical health looks like for us, because it's not that. And if we try to fit ourselves into that, it doesn't work always because it's not created for us to even be there. Um, And so I think it's important for us to have our own spaces, our own places to redefine health and what is mental health and wellness? What does emotional health and wellness? What does physical health and wellness look like for us as black women? Because that's different, right? Me being in having my hands in the dirt in a garden with black women is nourishing. It helps my emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And that isn't always portrayed, right? And so I think it's important for us to like um, redefine, redefine what it looks like for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, thinking about everything through the white gaze or gaze, G-A-Z-E. Right. Um, you know, everything so much is just like colonized. It's like we live in a really hard world. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, you know, figuring out what where you fit and what is for you and what is like even attainable, like mm-hmm. goals, checklists, like mm-hmm. If somebody has more privilege than I do, then this checklist that they made is probably a lot more, uh, you know, it's probably easier for them to achieve this thing or maintain this standard, you know, of whatever rules, regulations they have on their like fitness journey or their, you know, diet. versus like maybe some of the things that I as a black woman, you know, am facing every day. So yeah, creating those spaces is just so valuable. Yeah, we have stressors like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But those stressors are compounded because of systemic racism and sexism systems of oppression. So, you know, our white counterparts don't have those added layers right, Mm -hmm. of stressors that we do. So our journey toward health and wellness has to look different. Right. It has to because there isn't those other things compounding their stress and anxiety and their trauma like ours. And we're carrying that trauma in our DNA from our ancestors. So it's not just our own trauma. Like we've got, right, ancestral trauma that we're working Mm -hmm. through. So it has to look different. And I believe that we deserve to be centered in in wellness. So it's almost like, let's just come over here and create our own little thing. Yeah. Not little. It won't be little. But like our own thing where we can redefine health, wellness, mental health, 
emotional health, wellness, physical health, wellness journey mm-hmm. and what that looks like for us. As black women, we have everyday stressors and those stressors are compounded by systemic racism. This stress weathers our mental and emotional health. It's imperative to move this stress out of our bodies so we can live healthier and happier lives. Exhale app is a resource to partner with you in your well-being journey. To download, go to the App Store and Google Play. Now, let's get back to our episode. So exhale is kind of all-encompassing those things where just like a holistic wellness um, space, right? Is that how you would describe We're it? We're specifically focusing on emotional well-being, mm-hmm. um, which impacts our mental health and right. our physical health. So when we think about emotional wellness, it's about really having the resources to manage hard emotions. Mm-hmm. Um Um, and difficult life circumstances. So it's how do we move through that instead of getting stuck or blocked or bogged down. And so we're focusing on, hey, let's talk about your emotional health journey, your emotional well-being journey, and here's some resources to to help you work through some of those difficult emotions, those hard emotions, those difficult life challenges that also impact our mental health that also impact our physical health. So we're saying, hey, here, here, let's focus on our emotional health, but it's all weaved together, right? right? We're not saying, hey, we're therapists and, and we're gonna offer therapy, but, but we are saying therapy is important. And if you yeah. want that, you can go over here and get that. And you can, you can use our resources to kind of help you move through those challenging, difficult emotions when they arise. Yeah, totally. I love that. So what are like your current self-care, self-love, wellness practices or your tried and true mm. um, daily practices that you have in place to yeah. take care of your emotional wellness specifically? Yeah, I mean, I meditate. I meditate try to meditate every day. You know, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes things get in the way and I can't get it in. But I meditate, even if it's for five minutes or 10 minutes, I close my eyes, focus on my breath and just pause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big one for me. I don't always use Exhale app because it's my voice and that's a little yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, so, but weird. I'll just like kind of like pause and put on some relaxing music and, and just uh, meditate. Um, I move my body every day. I go on walks or I go to the gym. Um, I try to eat good foods. I think that that attributes to your emotional well-being. If you're eating like shit, you're going to feel like shit mentally. Gut health. Gut health is like gut health. We will have an expert on to talk about that. We must talk about gut health. Um, But I think like when we think about um, when I think about myself or we think about us as whole people, my emotional health is one part. And so I try to like, okay, how am I, how am I taking care of that part of myself and giving myself the space to, to be with whatever's coming up? Um, I remember I was going through a really tough time where um, I had a coach and she was like, you're grieving and you need to be with your grief. I was like, 
Ooh. That fucking sounds awful. That sucks. Who wants to be with their grief? Yeah. But it was important for me to sit with those difficult, hard, sad emotions. But when you're when you do that, when you move through grief versus shoving it down, then there's there's life and flourishing on the other side. It doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden gets easy, but it's it's things like that. So I really try to to meditate to breathe, to move my body, to eat good. Those are my tried and true go-tos. And being in community and in relationship with good-ass people. Yeah, that's a big one. Like good-ass people. Having a support system. Having a support system, having people that you can go to and they know you know you, right? Not like no Katara who created the app, but like they know me, know, like my sister, my cousin Yolanda, Yo-Yo, shout out to Yo-Yo, right? Like those people, my mom, you, Brenna, like some of my close friends, like those are the people I can lean into and be with that can hold space for all of who I am, yeah. not just parts of who I am. And that's a huge go-to for me. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. I know, like, how long have you been meditating? Has it been a um, long-standing practice? How did you come to that? And a lot of the app, if you're not familiar with it, which you should get familiar, so download it. <laughs> download it today. <laughs> um, how, like, a lot of the app has meditations inside of it as well as, like, visualizations, mm -hmm. too. So... Um, that is primarily what it consists of. There's breathwork techniques in there too. Breathwork as mm -hmm. well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, all of this, but specifically meditation, like how long have you been doing it? When did you come to it? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I read, I've, I've always done it. I'm not always, but in my, uh, the majority of my adult life, I started meditating, which back then I called it prayer in my late mid to late 20s I wasn't raised in church but started going to church and prayer became a practice for me and so I would spend time in prayer but really and and what that really is is getting quiet getting centered getting grounded and being in a moment with yourself right yeah. and so I used to do that for years. I mean, you guys were children. Yeah, she was very serious about her her prayer. She had a prayer room. I had a whole room dedicated to prayer. Covered in cheetah print wallpaper. I feel like you're making fun of my cheetah print I'm wallpaper. I'm not making fun of it. It was so cute. It was so cute. It was cute. But it was flashed to a picture. Like we cute. called it the prayer room. We called it the prayer room. It was People the prayer that room. came over, your friends knew that was and you could like, go oh, in it's there. In the prayer room. Yeah, go get the it. The printer's in the prayer room. Yeah. I'm sure some of my friends were like, what? Prayer room? <laughs> but like my friend, um, Dave, she has an area in her basement. Yeah, where, she's Hindu. Yeah, she's Hindu where she has her time where she meditates. Yeah, it's a prayer room. Slash yeah. pray, right? She, I, don't know what, I don't know if she calls it a prayer room. She does not. What does she call it? I'm not sure. But she calls it something. Yeah. I just don't remember like right now. We'll it's a, like a her. defined space. We'll have her yeah. on that. We'll have her on Oh, that. 100%. Yeah. She's amazing. We'll have her on the podcast. But I, so I had a defined space that I would go to. And 
and pray. And so nobody was, and it would be for me. It was my space. I would journal. I would spend time getting centered, grounded, interceding on the behalf of the saints. (laughs) Yeah, it was a whole thing. I'm sure you guys heard me in moments of Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. intense intercession. Is mom okay? (laughs) (laughs) She's not, babe. She's interceding. My little sister. Yeah. I'm sure Brenna popped in there. Yeah. Brenna would pop in there. Our dog Buddy would come in and crawl (laughs) on me. He'd be like laying on my back. I'd be on the floor with my face (laughs) and my pillow and he'd be like hanging out. I'd be like, okay. Prayer time's over. Time to go feed Buddy and the children. (laughs) But I would carve out time. It was like a designated time. And like what I'm realizing now, and I've had... Uh, deconstruction of my faith in the last seven, eight years. Um, And so it's not prayer. I don't call it prayer. It's meditation. And um, I still spend time in the morning. I don't have necessarily a designated room, but I go to a place and get still and get centered and grounded and access um, my inner world, which is full of joy and peace and hope and love and kindness and compassion for myself. And so I, when I read that question, I was like, Oh, I've been meditating for about this many years. I'm like, girl, you've been, this has been your practice for a minute, like all the way back then. Um, because in those quiet times, um, in my prayer room, I would have, um, moments of, like these, this inner dialogue with myself of like, you're enough. Um, you, you got this, you know, moments of like realizing things or ideas would come just like in meditation. That's where Exhale app came from the stress and the trauma and all the things and the frustration. And I was quiet and the idea emerged. I was meditating and the idea emerged. And that would happen in prayer. I would get ideas. I got ideas to to have the community center that we created. That happened from getting still. And so it's a it's a been a long journey, a long practice of kind of closing myself off and and just kind of getting centered and grounded. So I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks different, a little bit different right. than it than it used to. And for our viewers and listeners, you know, people maybe who are beginning their journey with meditation or emotional well-being, or they've been on their journey for a while, like, what is your best advice for Mm. us? Mm. Is to, my best advice would be to prioritize yourself. Mm -hmm. I think specifically for, and that's like, I say that and I'm like, I can feel the like, oh, that's easy for some people. That's right. It really is difficult for black women because we have so many things pulling at us and people pulling at us. Even, you know, even at work, like people have expectations of us that maybe they don't even have of other people to work just as hard for less money. Exactly. Expectation right there. Expectation. Yeah. So. And like I said, we have regular stressors like everybody else, but those those stressors are compounded by additional, uh, you know, systems of oppression and all of that. So it's imperative. It's not like, oh, maybe I should take care of my emotional well-being. Right. It, it literally is life or death for us, I believe. Yeah. It is literally we have to prioritize our 
mental and emotional health mm-hmm. for survival. Right. To survive, to thrive, to and hopefully eventually thrive, right? In a society that just constantly is pressing and pushing and oppressing and harming us, it is an act of like rebellion, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a it's a it's a act of resistance to these systems to prioritize ourselves. So that would be my bit of advice: like do it. As if your life depended on it. I believe that we can have healthier, um, happier, longer lives if we pull back from all of that and take care of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yes, this was fun. A ball of wisdom, honey. Oh, honey, there's more to come. There's more to come. So excited to um, be on this journey and to put out all of the content that's going to come with exhale 2.0. Um, if you aren't already on the app, please make sure to download it. Um, hopefully you're following our Instagram. If you're seeing this, if you are follow us on TikTok. um, check the link in our bio, subscribe Um, to our newsletter, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we're just really happy that you're here. And it's going to be a lovely podcast season. Yeah, we're excited to build community with you. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform. More episodes to come. It's great to be with you in episode one. This is so fun. Love this conversation. We're going to have a lot more. For sure. Exhale is a social movement prioritizing the overall well-being of black women. You can join our movement by subscribing to this podcast and downloading Exhale app and by continuing to prioritize yourself and your well-being. Keep taking deep inhales and long, long exhales. Until next time.